This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. One of the things that the Lord is repeatedly teaching us as a church is how to honor the presence of God. We cannot be slack in this area. You cannot be slack in this area. You want to see breakthrough in your life. You want to see the blessings of God come to pass. You want to see miracles in your life. You have to honor the presence of God. Because God is not somebody who will throw a miracle at you. He will not just throw some blessings at you. He will not just throw healing. If you want to receive from Him, you have to draw close to Him. Amen. You cannot worship from a distance and expect Him to do anything for you. Not that He can't, but He will not. Not that he can't do it, but that's not the way to go. That's right. He's the lover of your soul. He jealously desires the spirit within you. We would rather be in a place where we keep at a safe distance, safe distance from God so that God will not intrude into our space. See, the reason why you can't freely worship is because you're afraid whether he will demand more of you this applies to every age group okay not just the elderly ones the reason why you hold back in worship is because you you feel that if i let go in worship i will miss out on that those things which are fanciful to me those things which are fun because god will demand he will demand he will demand Okay, he will demand more of you. He wants more of you. Okay? There is no hiding it. Now, that's why it's a choice that you make, that you and I have to make, whether we still want to worship God or not. So now, you think that by standing in the fringes, out of fringes of worship, you're worshiping God. You are not. We were talking yesterday after practice. We were talking about a place in, uh, in Trivandrum. There is this place. I remember um, many years back, when I was studying, I did a project in near to that place. So I used to travel from where I was staying, lodging, to, to this company. Okay? So on the way, this is a highway. On the way, there is this temple where people offer worship. Okay? The procedure is this. You drop money, they'll light one cracker for you. Yeah? The funny thing is you're going on the bus. So let's say you're traveling. On the left side of the road, you're traveling. And this, play, this place of yeah, deity, that deity that they have, is on the other side of the road. The first time, I freaked out. Because as you reach this place, everyone is standing up. And they're putting their hands in the pocket and drawing out something, some coins, okay? I think it was one rupee that those days, one rupee or two rupees, I don't exactly remember. They'll take the coins and they'll throw it across the road. I'm talking about the highway. So they throw the coin and that's their worship. Listen. Listen. Sometimes accidents have taken place. People have got hurt because they throw coins like that, flinging coins as worship unto their on the other side who, who stays on the other side of the road 
okay hallelujah listen you can't worship your god like that you can't worship him from a distance you have to go closer to jesus draw near to him that he may draw near to you okay and this is a principle in worship you can't approach god uh, expect to stand at the door at the fringes the outer courts and you would have seen this in the the, the denominational churches there are this pious achayans will go to church every sunday okay but they they will only prefer to sit at the extreme back row or near the door because they feel they performed their duty of worship by just staying somewhere i'm not I'm not against those who are sitting don't feel uncomfortable people are sitting at the back not talking about you sitting at the back but i'm what i'm saying is you can't approach worship like that worship is a drawing near to god worship is not playing drums in church worship is drawing near to jesus okay that is worship you can play drums all your life and still not worship jesus you can play any instrument in church all your life and still not worship jesus that's right worship is about being in the spirit and in truth in spirit he receives worship which is in spirit and in truth man you can sing any number of songs you can be so skilled you can hit every note in a song and still not worship god but when you truly worship god the spirit will cause you to pursue after excellence that's a different thing the school of prophets they flocked together they were anointed by god they worshiped together they carried the presence of god wherever they went it was always about their conversations were always about god they always spoke about god if you are with a bunch of prophets some of you will go cuckoo you know why you will not understand anything that they say because they don't talk like normal human beings not everyone can be in the school of prophets by the way that's why in all of jerusalem and judea and galilee and all jesus could only pick 12 you can't reach anywhere in the kingdom unless you grab hold unless you grab hold of the principles of god there is no progress without understanding the principles let's pray father we are in your presence speak to us minister to us teach us the principles of the kingdom lord like your disciples they they came to you privately asking questions they requested your insights to be imparted to them they valued the principles of the kingdom and wherein they grew wherein they were made powerful and influential and used of god in their time lord we pray that even likewise you will do a work in us today you will do a work in us today lord we draw near asking you lord reveal to us the principles of the kingdom teach us teach us teach us things that we have overlooked things that we have maybe because of our immaturity we are far from that but thank you lord that you are a god who gives us growth a god who gives progress lord your people are here wanting to grow they want to grow they want to understand these things 
help them today help them we pray help each of each one of us lord to understand the deep things of god the deep things of god hallelujah worship you worship you worship you speak to us in jesus name amen hallelujah we've been looking at different facets of our lives seeking the counsel of the holy spirit so that we may experience a deep cleansing say deep cleansing how many of you want to be cleansed deep not just on the periphery you know sometimes we ask our children to go and take a bath one more time they'll come out of the bathroom they're excited about going somewhere they'll just do a quick spraying of water thinking that uh, we will let go of that no we won't so we will ask them to go back go take a bath properly wash your hair use some shampoo so we'll instruct them because as parents we want our children to be cleansed clean man hallelujah we cultivate a habit of hygiene so god is like that he wants to make us clean the purpose of jesus speaking to his disciples this was cleansing hallelujah there are people from every walk of life people have no idea of being clean or any of those things very uncouth if i can put it that that way very uncouth uneducated but jesus spoke to them disciple them so that they be made clean hallelujah now we have specifically looked at the area uh, of relationships purity in the area of relationships especially marriage how it is connected to our calling i i hope i know you are you're certain about it it's your marriage is connected to your calling and we we learned about pursuing sexual purity and overcoming immoral and adulterous traits which we are prone to the secrets of building godly marriages and godly families god has been teaching us all this the importance of diligently considering and understanding the call of god to make progress the purpose of marriage with respect to your calling how as an unmarried person you can prevent yourself from making mistakes and how as a married person you can build your home the way god wants you to build it man god has been teaching us these things i hope you start applying these things the holy spirit enabled us to drill deep into some of these areas and if you did not resist the word which came to you you are already blessed hallelujah and uh, you know i i like i told you that the lord is impressing in my heart to dwell on this topic principles of the kingdom we're going to dwell on that topic okay we're going to spend some time looking into kingdom principles and i believe it's uh, very profound and deep man but i'm amazed at the fact that the holy spirit wants this to be emphasized in the church like pastor ben pointed out on friday also he mentioned this he said it scares him meaning he is in awe of what the lord is teaching the church it is incredible i hope you are sensing a shifting of gears in the church man praise god for the ones who are really sensing that you already sense that in the spirit you are in the right place god is shifting gears like i said we don't have much time we don't have much time man 
we don't have much time so you see all that is happening in uh, in the us and you're so excited okay asbury revival and the revival and spreading to other universities great exciting the truth of the matter is the lord will shake the nations and some of those countries will become so irrelevant in fact i i want to prophesy this us will become so irrelevant so you already seen it becoming irrelevant in the political map in the political map the the country has already become irrelevant and it will soon become irrelevant in the economic spectrum also but the lord will still continue to do the, the work that he wants to do in the church amen the church will continue to receive from god amen the nation might crumble because that is not the kingdom of god the nation ruled by joe biden is not the kingdom of jesus christ man the church in the us is the kingdom of jesus christ amen so likewise you will see nations being shaken you will see um you know nations falling you will see economies falling collapsing overnight you will see that uh, this year you will see that this year you will see economies collapsing you know you, you will see currencies actually vanishing from the picture you will you will see such things hallelujah but the church will thrive the church will thrive the lord is doing a work in the church and everything is being accelerated everything is hastened because the coming of the lord is near the church is receiving the church is being built the church is going to experience revival because he is about to he is about he is about to appear amen hallelujah amen hallelujah now these topics that we are dealing with are topics that are like they say master class level advanced level this is not for the the mediocre christian this is not for the mediocre christian jesus jesus spoke to the 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 crowd in a certain manner he spoke to his disciples in a certain manner it was not the same he explained things to his disciples in a different level so that's how god deals with the, the even the church you know as the church progresses as the individual believer progresses amen as he responds to the word and he progresses and upgrades to a level the lord will reveal more so i'm certain what we are receiving from this pulpit by whether it is on a sunday or on a on a bible study what you're receiving uh you know by way of ministering uh you know it is it is it is not for the lower level it is not and i am i'm i'm amazed that the holy spirit is prompting us to minister in this manner because some of the things that that i minister i know personally what i minister are things that i learned over the years which i had no clue about when i started my journey as a christian this is insight that god gave me as i walked with jesus and as the lord you know took me and promoted me into the into the ranks of ministry and and things like that i learned it over a time so what you're being exposed to is advanced level whether you are aware of it or not and which convinces me all the more that the time is short if we had so much time then we don't need to t- touch all these topics we can still deal with the elementary principles of the word there are elementary principles of the word you know we can deal with the basic principles but you know i have i've seen in this church how the lord has shifted gears 
the spirit has shifted gears and and revealed more and and wanting to minister more and wanting to teach more amen hallelujah if you ask me i am not sure whether everyone is going to get it i don't know but the lord is not going to wait for anybody the season hallelujah amen why is the lord doing this because jesus said i will build my church amen he will build his church whether you are catching up with him or not is a secondary thing but he is going to build the church and those who receive it will be built will grow amen will be established amen let's read from judges chapter 2 i'm getting into something very 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 important judges chapter 2 verses 11 to 19 then the sons of israel did evil in the sight of the lord and served the baals and they forsook the lord the god of their fathers who had brought them out of the land of egypt and followed other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed themselves down to them thus they provoked the lord to anger so they forsook the lord and served baal and the astaroth the anger of the lord burned against israel and he gave them into the hands of plunderers who plundered them and he sold them into the hands of their enemies around them so that they could no longer stand before their enemies wherever they went the hand of the lord was against them for evil as the lord has had spoken and as the lord had sworn to them so that they were severely distressed what to do look at verse 16 closely then the lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them why would god do that the bible says his, his anger burned against the people of israel this people i mean they were causing they were provoking him to anger the lord was displeased the bible says god was displeased by this people he took them out of their bondage used the 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 prophet moses to bring them out of slavery brought them to a place of freedom led them into the promised land a land flowing with milk and honey just as he said yet say yet yes. hallelujah this is a condition of man and if you think it's only about the old testament people know even today in the church also the kind of people that we are sometimes are this is a description of who we are and then it says in verse 16 then the lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them why why do you think god gave them judges dami he had mercy say mercy is a god of mercy now he he could have allowed the people to perish he could have allowed them to destroy and start all over again in fact god could have rightly done that he could have allowed the whole thing to come to a halt and say enough is enough this people is not fit to fulfill my call they don't deserve my love they don't deserve my care they don't deserve anything that i do for them and could have destroyed them wiped them off without trace from the face of this earth but the bible says in verse 16 then the lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them the bible says yet they did not listen to their look at that yet see yet the human condition yet god is a merciful god gave them judges to deliver them from those who oppressed them to deliver them from the hands of the plunderers and their enemies 
Bible says, yet they did not listen to their, listen to what? Listen to? Listen to? Who's judges? Say their. I like the fact that the Bible says, they did not listen to their judges. They did not listen to their judges, for they played the harlot after other gods and bowed themselves down to them. They turned aside quickly from the way in which their fathers had walked in obeying the commandments of the Lord. They did not do as their fathers. Verse 18. When the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and delivered them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed and afflicted them. He was moved to pity. What a God we serve. Look at the strong language of the Bible. They played the harlot. They committed adultery against whom? Against God. God was their master, their, their father, their husband, everything to them. Their protector, the one who delivered them. But the Bible says they played harlot by serving other gods, serving foreign gods. But the Lord raised up judges for them. The Lord was with the judge and delivered them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed them and afflicted them. But it came about when the judge died that they would turn back and act more corruptly than their fathers. Precious in the sight of God is the death of his why? Came about when the judge died, they, were, they would not turn back and act more corruptly than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and bow down to them. They did not abandon their practices or the stubborn ways. I faced a certain news this week which was not expected. A certain lady whom God had used in my life in a, at a certain point of my life um, in a certain manner you know, to comfort me and to encourage me in my ministry. She went to be with the Lord. I was not aware that she was not well. And, um, you know, I came to know about her passing um, in the night. And <clears throat> I was not sure whether I should go because I only wanted to meet her, nobody else. And to know that she left was kind of, a, it was sad for me and Nisha. We both were talking to each other, what should we do? And finally, the Lord told us to go. By the time we reached, the, the funeral service was already over because it was a quick thing that they did. We reached the same place that I've ministered so many years back and um, in the same church that, you know, the Lord has used me and all. The first people to greet me were people I've met in that church how many years back? 10 to 12, 13 years back, 13, 14 years back. And to know that they were still part of a, that same church. And to know that they're doing good. And I'm seeing, uh, you know, adults, you know, whispering behind me. And they're saying, that is, that is Dilip uncle. 
and i couldn't recognize some of them because they've grown and they've become and some of them like you know came around and we started talk and and i'm talking about this is from a very poor people from very poor backgrounds very poor um you know rural um interiors remote places people with such histories and stories that you can't even imagine um but this lady was instrumental in raising them up and being a mother to them in fact the boy who um ministered in worship or he was part of the team and when the funeral service was a boy who was literally raised up by this this woman of god and uh, if not for this woman of god he would have died he would have died he would have perished i remembered one one boy a young uh, small boy who has now grown up now must be in his 20s but i remember him he's the only guy i could remember amongst the children by face and i remember him serving in the church when i used to go and visit the church yeah, i remember him serving in the church in you know, helping to carry stuff you know maybe at point he was teenage 12 13 years um it comes from a, again comes from a poor background and stuff like that so i asked him what are you doing now he said i am working in techno park yeah uh, you you can't you can't see the connect okay a uh, boy was born in a you know in such a background god has raised him you know why because there was a a leader say leader a godly woman god had raised up a godly woman she was so purposeful in life she was diagnosed with um, cancer last year um and she knew knew she was going okay um in fact the past few days she was totally bedridden and there was a caretaker by her side to take care of her so four days she was on the bed that is not the way it was she used to be more active and all but four days this this woman was on the bed and whoever comes to visit her during that time she'll say i'm going to my father's house i'm going to my father's house and um, she's always smiling always always i don't remember a single time when i have not seen her without smile even when she has gone has gone through such terrible times she would always be seen wearing a smile and then she told um, on the fourth day she told the caretaker woman who was given as a help she told her uh, you don't have to come tomorrow tomorrow's day 5 don't come tomorrow tomorrow i'm going to my father's house and then yeah then then she said between 1 pm and 7 pm the lord will take me she died at 4 pm 1 pm and 7 pm the exact middle is 4 pm she died at 4 pm that's how sure about her going and her passing just to make you understand how purposeful she was and to see what the lord has done in that in that church that people and how purposeful everything is and to see how people were blessed because what god raised one person in a neighborhood in a place full of darkness in a place full of uh, foreign gods and witchcraft that's right she was fighting literally fighting against witchcraft every time we go and minister you know we we could sense such um, you know warfare and resistance and how the lord will give us victory as we worship him and as we go deep you know we have sensed that and god raised a woman a woman can you believe a woman a woman was raised god can raise anybody who's available to him anybody who's available to him 
Amen. Hallelujah. God raised such a person to bring people to light and to keep them in the light and to cause them to grow and make progress. And everyone who stood there, they had such wonderful memories of how this woman was instrumental in taking them ahead. Then the Lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them. And the Lord raised up judges for them. The Lord was with the judge and delivered them from the hand of their enemies. All the days of the judge for the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning. The reason God raises up ministers of God, listen to me and listen to me carefully. The reason why God raises up ministers of God is because he has pity on his people. That's why God raises leaders. That's why God raises up ministers of a different capacity, of different ministries and different facets. He raises up ministers because God is a merciful God. God is a merciful God. You have to start looking at things differently. You have to start looking at each other differently. Because that is a sign of maturity. The sign that you are growing. The way you look at each other, the, you, the way you... See, you held on a certain viewpoint as a child. And there are children, and you, if you ask them about certain things, they have a certain viewpoint. Okay, you can ask them about tough things, like, you know, what do you think about... Um, you can ask them anything, American politics. You can ask them about earthquakes. You can ask them about football. You can, you can ask them about anything under the sun. They'll have a viewpoint. But the viewpoint of a child is an immature viewpoint. But when you mature, your viewpoint, God shifts your viewpoint. He'll give you a, a different perspective and understanding into things. And as those who are growing up in the church, you must be willing to let go of childish viewpoints and grab a hold of mature viewpoints that you can attain to the stature of the measure of Christ. If you're sitting in the church and planning, I want to be like this for the rest of my life. I'm thinking that's a very wrong plan. That's not the plan for, that God has for you. I want to remain like this for the rest of my life. With my understanding, with what I understood when I first entered the kingdom of God. No, that's not how it is. Many things that we hold on to as baby Christians must undergo a turn of maturity. One of the main in that list of changing perspective is the way you perceive your leaders. Nobody wants to say amen. Because you know that this is for you. That's why. The way you look at your leaders, the way you perceive your leaders must change. And God is not going to be at rest. God is not going to keep quiet about these things. God will teach the church. He will speak to the church. Amen. Now, sad to say, many Christians look at ministers of God as those who did not manage to get a proper education. Oh, I'm going to go to the I'm going to That's what people think about us, no? People are used by God in any capacity, not just uh, as a pastor or a Bible teacher, but even those who are used by God in ministry. You look at them. Or people look at them in a, in a certain way. They, they ended up, they ended up becoming a minister of God because they were not found fit for anything else. Hello? Change the way. That's, see, you have to change the way you look at those things. 
you must know who a minister of god is you must know so one of the things one of the mandates given to this church and to this ministry is to raise up leaders the reason why we are talking about these things is to be a leader you must understand who a leader is without acknowledging leadership you cannot be a leader don't think that ministers of god are those who ended up without a job and all they have to do is carry a bible and walk around no oh, pastors are always free but those who work in companies and all no they we have to check with them don't don't treat pastors like that don't treat ministers of god like that there is no way a christian can prosper and make progress without understanding who a minister of god is there is no way that israel could be delivered without understanding and acknowledging the judges who were placed over them at every season when god raised a judge they had to understand okay this person has been given to us as a as a deliverer as a gift a gift out of the mercy of god god gave gifts to this nation of israel to this people of israel god gave gifts as judges because they were going down a path a, a downward spiral and there's no return but god decided to intervene he gave he raised up judges and placed those leaders over their lives god raised judges after the death of joshua why because the children of israel did evil in the sight of god and they did what seemed right in their own eyes so god had to intervene he cannot allow this to happen out of his abundant mercy he raised up leaders one by one when one died he raised the next one when that person died he raised the next one the anger of the lord burned against them but god cannot go back on what we what he swore to their fathers that's why he gave them over to plunderers he gave them over to their enemies because that was the the word the covenant god made with their fathers but he's still a merciful god Amen. now when they bowed to the baal and the ashtoreth the anger of the lord burned against them he gave them into the hands of plunderers but god gave them judges amen when god's people turned their hearts away from god god cannot fulfill his promises to them oh, i'm 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 of israel i'm i'm the son of abraham i'm the son of jacob i'm i'm of this tribe no it doesn't work that way If you have turned your heart away from God you're not going to receive the blessing of Abraham. That's right entire generation no matter what their pedigree was it didn't matter what the who their father was what their house name was didn't matter any of those things. We see in the Old Testament how the Lord uh brought down or took the lives of sons of the prophet because their heart was not right before his eyes. So there are principles many a time even christians we don't receive or we don't see the fulfillment of promises because because we are not serving god the way we are supposed to serve god and we have forgotten who jesus is namesake christianity will not fetch anything in the kingdom i'll repeat that one more time namesake christianity will not fetch anything in the kingdom I am a Christian. I go to church. It doesn't fetch anything in the kingdom. Because he is a god of principles. He may not deal with us the way he dealt with 
the israel the nation of israel because now we have come into the fullness of the mercy of god the forgiveness of god and we are in a different dispensation now a dispensation of grace but the principle of god remains the same the principle remains the same are you getting this we are at peace with god but as paul says in romans in the book of romans we read consider the consider what consider the goodness of god is that what he told the church you don't know the scripture consider the goodness of the lord and the severity of god it's in romans chapter 10 he says consider the goodness of god and the severity of god who is he talking to he's talking to the church so don't think that the, as a church we are only to consider the goodness of god we must also consider the severity of god on how the lord dealt with those who were disobedient to him those who were rebellious unto god we have to consider that because we have lessons to learn from them those things happen to them as an example to us today we are so disconnected from the principles of god which he so clearly displayed in the old testament or the old covenant we think that does not matter to the new testament believer we are wrong we are wrong the principle of god remains the same okay for example tithing you are not under the man, the the commandment of tithing when you came to the the new testament but the principle of tithing follows you even to the new covenant it's a principle you can live without tithing for the rest of your life and still make it to heaven but you will miss on what it holds for you because you just fail to understand the principle of god Amen. you can take advantage of the principle of god if you understand it why breakthrough is not happening concerning your finances because you have not understood the principle of money finances which god has prescribed in his word and you are cribbing and you are crying and you think okay maybe god does not want maybe it's not for the new new testament christian to be prosperous in his life no it's because you have not understood the principle of god that's what it is that's why god is not against anybody's prosperity god is not anybody god is not against anybody making it big in life no but there are principles you must understand without the principles you will perish without knowledge you will perish without vision you will perish my people perish for lack of knowledge of what knowledge of his principles vision of his principles so we can understand the principles of god when we study the old testament and apply the same principle in the, in, in the new testament because we understand the principle of god or the standards of god has not changed it is the same it's the same standard the only difference is jesus now stepped in amen and the things that you failed to do you can't do you can still benefit out of it because you now have jesus he's an advocate who knows your weaknesses amen he sympathizes with your weaknesses he's an advocate before whom before the righteous judge that's the difference but if you fail to understand the principles of god you fail to gain in the kingdom you can live like a loser in the church you can live like a loser in the church you can live like a nobody in the church why because you have not understood the principles of god but when you open your lives to understand and pursuing the knowledge of the principles of god life 
becomes abundant life now when we when we study the principles of god we are by no means embracing legalism we are only aligning our lives we heard that this morning holiness is what holiness is not trying to do what is right and you know failing miserably holiness is not being an ascetic holiness is not being a sage upon a mountain holiness is not going blind living blindfolded for the rest of your life that's not holiness holiness is aligning your lives to that of the holy spirit when you align your life to the instruction of the holy spirit to the ways of the holy spirit to the leading of the holy spirit you become are getting this we are not following the letter which kills but we are following the spirit which gives life so when when god is teaching us principles of the kingdom we are not following the letter which kills we are not following the law we are not following legalism we are following the spirit of god who is behind the principles and when we understand it we apply it we appraise it spiritually and we apply it in our lives and we begin to see breakthrough in our lives and progress in our lives if you're walking in the spirit there is no law against you Hallelujah. Now look at why God raised judges for the children of Israel. Those judges delivered the Israelites from the hand of their adversaries. The Bible says, yet they did not listen to Yet they did not listen to No, no, no. That's not what it says. Yet they did not listen to their judges. See, so it is a human tendency a nature to rebel against the establishment of god god raised and established a judge but yet they did not heed to their judges those were their judges say their judges whom they did not listen to for they played the harlot after other gods and bowed themselves down to them that is not belong to them but to their judges they rebelled are you with me their judges you can come to your church hello you can come to your church meet with your brother meet with your sister have fellowship with your people listen to your pastor be ministered to by your ministers of god and still not realize what god is doing for you that's what happened to them God gave them judges it was their judge they were their judges but they failed to understand who they were in their lives that's what i said you can come to your church your church you can come to your people you can have fellowship with your brothers and sisters your family you can be in your house you can listen to your pastor preach you can listen to your ministers of god exhort you you can listen to your worshipers worship leaders lead you in worship you can be led by them and still not realize what god is doing for you now one thing that the church needs correction big time today big time correction the church needs needs this correction is in this area where the church has failed to recognize who ministers of god are who leaders are and why god gives them leaders every lesson or every teaching 
on honoring and esteeming the ministers of god is is a very sticky subject in church oh now the pastor is demand, demanding us to do that to him sad how narrow minded can people be don't you teach your children to honor you as teachers don't you teach your students to honor you nowadays that also is not happening so shouldn't the minister of god teach you to honor him because your deliverance your breakthrough your progress is placed upon the mantle of your minister you have to start seeing it like that Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 onwards look at this but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ therefore it says when he ascended who is this he say the name jesus. yes jesus when jesus ascended on high he led captive a host of captives and he gave gifts to men let's skip the parenthesis and go to verse 11 now and he gave okay, now what what kind of gifts he gave he gave chocolates he gave mobile phones he gave guitars pedals huh nod is that what he gave christ gave gifts to the church he gave gifts to men and then verse 11 says and he gave some as apostles some as prophets oh look at this some as evangelists the the evangelist who stands on the road in the corner of the street is a gift christ gave the church don't despise him don't despise him i every time i see somebody like that preaching in some corner i tremble i literally tremble the kind of honor that they're going to receive when they are in heaven hallelujah some as apostles some as prophets some as evangelists some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ hallelujah as a result what's the result of this as a result the bible says because he gave gifts because he gave gifts to you as a result you are no longer to be tossed around as children ha. your growth into adulthood is based on the gifts god gave the church or you going to remain as children tossed about here and there i told you about this wandering is a curse wandering is a curse i told you last week wandering is a curse so the bible says you are we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men by craftiness in deceitful scheming but speaking the truth in love we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head even christ from whom the whole body the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part you have a part in the kingdom in the body 
every individual part the working of every individual part every joint supplies to the body strength when two parts come together it's a joint unity in the church strengthens the body you playing bass in the in the band with ken on the drums and fabian on the lead and paul and tijo on the keys is strengthening the body are you getting this it talks about the joint what is a joint joint is when two parts come together when you join yourself to another part in the body that's a joint and that joint supplies strength to the body i had an injury playing football a couple of weeks back it's at this joint it's a weight bearing joint and the difficulty of recovering from because when when the joint is not wholesome or healed it gives a weakness you're not strong so when you climb steps and go down steps i feel a little shaky because the joint has to now heal and become strong likewise when your fellowship is strong when your unity is strong the joint becomes strong it gives strength to the body some of you are coming to church just for yourself i always tell you don't be so selfish in when you come to church you must come to church for others in the church if you don't show up in church you are being so selfish and egoistic because somebody's deliverance is in your hands somebody's encouragement is upon your tongue is in maybe the way you play the instrument with the way you the way you speak the way you hug the way you hold or shake hands christ gave gifts to men not chocolates or cakes or toys or dresses or cosmetics he gave some as apostles some as prophets some as evangelists some as pastors and teachers this is not an exhaustive list don't think only five gifts he gave no he gave many gifts to men but this is the, like the main gifts you know when you get a lot of gifts on your birthday there are certain things which are main but that does not mean that you despise the other gifts every gift has a value but here this passage is talking about those main gifts but there are more gifts in the church there are more gifts gifts ministry of help do you know that you're sitting on a chair somebody decided to lay that chair for you you didn't have to carry it from the stack it's a gift you never thought about it the way some of you sit plunk on that chair you have no idea that somebody did that for you are you thankful that that person is receiving reward because of his obedience to the call of god every every sunday you are led to, to such amazing times of worship why because the ministers of god who are called those gifts in your life are practicing they come together they put their hearts together they they find time in their schedule to come together so that they can lead you to worship it's a gift that's why i told you you have to start seeing ministers as gifts you have to start seeing I told you last week how many of you went to the, the the musicians and appreciated them for who they are in your life you all enjoy the worship what a lovely time of worship but you know that your worship was made so lovely because god used some gifts to make it lovely you are a gift 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 sunday school children your teachers are gifts sunday school teachers are your a gifts jesus gave gifts to you not 
the 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 beads that you're wearing or the or the jacket that you're wearing he gave gifts in your teachers you have to see them like that they are gifts cherish them hallelujah for what for one the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry the gifts are given by jesus by christ to the church to equip you in ministry without these offices you are not going to be equipped in ministry that's why i encourage you to come and be a part of every fellowship that we have ministering happens ministering happens from your pastor from a bible teacher from a minister of god maybe a worship leader it happens for what to equip you in ministry that you are equipped in ministry perfected in ministry what else to the building up of the body of christ jesus gave christ gave gifts to do what he said he will do what is that i will build my church Amen. hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes. these gifts are given to you so that he can accomplish what he said he will do then what else for us to attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the son of god what does that mean so that we all have the same level of faith all of us can have the same level of faith right now maybe there are different levels of faith but we can all come to the unity of faith we all have the same level of faith imagine the church like that the same level of faith that you know jesus the way i know jesus and i know jesus the way you know jesus and we all know him that that's the way that's the same way until we all attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the son of god we can all be in the same level that's why god gave gifts christ gave gifts then what else for us to attain maturity to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of christ the bible says meaning it christ gave gifts to bring you out of stagnancy in spiritual growth if not for pastors evangelists prophets and teachers and apostles if not for those offices if not for the other ministries in the church you will be stagnant as a christian then you will not grow into maturity you will not attain maturity as a christian christ gave gifts cherish your gifts the fivefold offices are gifts to you other ministries in the church are gifts to you ministry of worship ministry of administration ministry of helps ministry of intercession ministry of sunday school teaching ministry of media these are all gifts from god every sunday you enjoy such wonderful ambience and wonderful sound do you take time to appreciate a gift they are gifts those who sit behind the board they are gifts to you appreciate them cherish them hallelujah just like god gave judges to the children of israel god has given leaders to the church and placed them at different levels and different spheres within the church now the problem is everybody in church wants to be a leader before you enter the church you want to be the leader of the church everybody seeks a, a title without cherishing those whom god has placed in leadership everybody wants to develop a sphere of influence without submitting to the influence of the leader placed over you 
So what happens? There is no order in church. So that's what happens. I've had people come to church for nothing else but to stand behind the pulpit and preach. They made it very plain also. I'm a preacher. I can preach. You'll be so blessed. Your church will be so blessed. Uh, you know, just be confident in, in my capability. I'll tell them, go see you on the other side. If you make it, we'll catch up there. That's not how it works in the church. And such people don't stick around also. They don't want to stick around. They only want... Even now, there is a person. Got my number from somebody. He walks by this path every now and then. Got my number from somebody. And he called me and he said, I, Let me make it very clear. The church that I'm going to does not give me any opportunities to minister. If I come to your church, will you give me opportunity? I said, no. He's like... Then he started to explain it further. Like, you know... No, what I mean is... You know, you can check me out and all. I said, no. You come to church not to get opportunities to minister, but to be ministered to. And if God raises you up as a leader, I will know. And then you'll get the opportunity to minister. Don't take offense because you're not given opportunities to minister. Don't take offense. But if you're given opportunities to minister, you better tremble and do it the way God wants you to do it. I used to tell people and I used to take this workshop on worship leading and I used to tell them, don't be so pressured to be a worship leader and if you are not given the opportunity by your pastor, don't hop, skip and jump to other churches with your resume. See, I'm a worship leader, I can sing, I can play music. No. When you are ready to lead worship, your pastor will know. Simple, no? It was so simple for me. That's how it was for me. When I'm not in shape, the pastor will say, no, not now. And you wait. It's a process. It's a process. Amen? God wants to establish order in the church. If that order is not established, there is no growth. There is insecurity. There is rat race. Of all places, how can the church witness rat race? Those are things that are found in the corporates, not in the church. How can a church be a rooting ground for Politics. Politics in the church. Terrible. God will get rid of the rats. Because some of those rats are manipulating even the leadership to play to their tune. And, and the, you know, when a man is not confident about his calling, he will be swayed. And there are churches where committees decide everything. We are not such a church. We don't have no committee here. God decides everything. Amen? And we wait for His timing. We move according to His timing. Amen? If you don't like the way we function, you can find places where you like. But this is how we're going to function. When there is no order, there is rebellion. There is chaos. There is lack of vision. There is lack of purpose. There is disunity. Disharmony. There is division. And Paul rebuked the Corinthian church. How can he be so disunited? How can you fight each other saying, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos. Who are these people? Aren't they the ones that God used in your life? Is Christ divided? And I've seen petty politics in church, where people pay petty politics in church, where they try to turn leaders against each other. Hallelujah. God is a righteous judge. Man, principles in the kingdom. Had the Israelites cherished the judges, they would have heeded them. Had they valued their judges 
as god's choices gift to them they would not have struggled so much as a people who are we talking about we are talking about israel what do they need what further things would they need what kind of further validation would they need they have everything the sun stopped stood still for them the waters divided for them heaven dropped food for them water gushed out of the rock for them huh the wall fell down for them everything happened miracles happened for them hallelujah but they struggled why would they why would they struggle why should the children of israel struggle they have everything they needed right why does the church have to struggle the struggle is only because you have not understood the order in the church there's an order there's an order a divine order recognize the gifts in the church recognize your leaders as gifts submit say submit sometimes the only counsel i give people who come like you know for counsel for fellowship i say the only thing i want to tell you is submit go and submit in a church that's the only counsel i have for you go submit somewhere under a man of god submit then you will see progress the, see you have no idea who i am talking about i'm talking about the nobodies in society they submitted in a church to an authority god placed over them and now when i go back after 12 13 years i am seeing them all doing well and i also remembered the ones who rebelled and left and sad story some of them have right now the principle of god says submit submit now if the bible was all that you needed in this life god would not have given you leaders if the bible was all that you needed in this life god would not have given leaders to the church on the day of pentecost peter would not have stood up to preach instead a ton of bibles could have landed on the people who were gathered there but god raised up a man by the name peter and said you stand up and preach because on this rock on the revelation that you carry i will build my church if it was only about the word of god god would not have given them leaders and instructed us to be devoted to the teachings of the apostles ministers are given for the equipping of the saints so there is a working that can be brought about in a believer's life only through these gifts there is a working of god which can only be brought about in your life there is a growth which can only be brought about in your life through the gifts the holy spirit can lead us into all truth but the ministers of god are given to you to teach you the truth the number of hours of bible teaching and preaching i've been exposed to as a as a christian you know i probably would not have realized it's going to do me so much good but now when i look back i know what i heard what i was taught what i was instructed by the ministers of god when i choose to submit to them the holy spirit used those teachings those instructions those revelations and he led me to those things which are already taught to me never despise the preaching and teaching of god's word in your life don't make it look like the time where god's word is preached and taught is the most boring part of the service sad 
Oh, terrible that is. Terrible that is. The most important part of the service when God's word is being taught to you. One of the most important meetings that we have as a church is our Bible study. Where God's word is taught to you. Where your thoughts are aligned to what God is doing. You all like the music. Music is good. But like I said, you can play music all that you want and never worship God. But when you taught God's word, you know how to worship God even with the music. So that the man of God may be equipped for every good work. How? Preaching the word. All scripture is God breath. Profitable for correction, for reproof, for training in righteousness. Hallelujah. See, look at this. I've, I've, I've heard this pious achayans. Again, I'm coming back to achayans. I've heard these pious achayans say, I have my faith. I know what I believe in. So they'll say, you can go and attend to tell the wife. You go and attend church. But I can sit here. God will listen to me even when I'm at home. And you probably, okay, for all, let's, let's assume that the, the man who said that, or the Achayan who said that, you know, he, he t- takes time to read the word very uh, religiously. But you must understand, for every word that you read in the word of God, there are manifold layers of revelation. There are manifold layers of revelation. That which is revealed to you is not it. Some of you think you have consumed the word because you have by-hearted God's word, because you read a lot of God's word. But the revelation of God's word is such that it requires ministers of God to dig deep and, and uh, decipher the, the codes and, and help you dive through it, go through it, navigate through it. Amen. Different levels. Yes. I've heard uh, Beatitudes many times being preached. But now when I sit here, you know, when Pastor Ben is ministering, it, it comes to me a different level of understanding. You know why? We have taught our children, uh, Sunday school children, Beatitudes, right? The Sermon on the Mount, uh, the Beatitudes. It's the simplest, we think, the simplest. But you must understand, every word in God's word, every part of God's word, every passage is multi-layered. Say multi-layered. multi-layered. And God has given to you Prophets and apostles and teachers and evangelists and pastors to help you go deep into those layers. So when the Bible study is happening and you're sitting at home and not doing anything about it, you're missing out on going deep into the revelation knowledge of God's word. The work of the ministers of God is to equip you and make you ready for the working in the Holy Spirit who will lead you into all truth. It's to lead you into all truth. Don't try to remote control your pastor. Don't try to remote control the ministers of God. Don't try to control those who are placed in leadership over you. It's a mistake. And one of the things that the Lord told me, one of the things that I keep declaring in this church is, I cannot be controlled by you. I cannot be controlled by you. I refuse to be controlled by you. I'm not swayed by your money. I'm not swayed by your influence. I'm not swayed by your support. Because I know that if I allow myself to be swayed like that, I will fail in my calling. Today, you know, you are trying to show money is here. Preach this way. Don't touch these topics. No. 
I will touch those topics. Your money perish with you. Hallelujah. How, I mean, what all people do to manipulate, to manipulate leadership? What all people do to manipulate the gifts God has given them? Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, yeah. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the, what's the word? Say the word. Say it loud. For the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. I like this word, perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Every minister of God placed over you is to perfect you in faith. Every minister of God placed over you is to perfect you in faith. I'm not talking about the ones that you listen to in, on YouTube. That's another trend. Not the ones that you follow on social media. Not the ones you have access over modern day media. Now I've, I've had conversations with people. Though I'm not coming to church regularly, I've been listening to so many messages these days. I've been following that man of God, this man of God. It does not work that way. God is not fooled by your... It, it is good that you get to listen to some of them. But the one whom God has placed over you, he is given as a gift for your perfection. Amen. Period. So a refusal to go to church and submit to your pastor is a refusal to be made perfect. I'll repeat that one more time. A refusal to go to church and submit to your pastor is a refusal to be made perfect. A refusal to show up in church on a Sunday is a refusal to be perfected. A refusal to be accountable to your leader is a refusal to be made perfect. A refusal to attend Bible study and receive the teaching from the minister of God is a refusal to be made perfect. A refusal to follow the instructions of your Sunday school teacher is a refusal to be made perfect. Okay, listen, let me make a very controversial statement. Okay, this can sound very controversial, okay? But you can listen to this. God can perfect you without you ever having to open the Bible for the rest of your life, provided you submit to the one God has placed over you. Okay. God can perfect you without you ever having to open your Bible for the rest of your life, provided you submit to the man of God, God has placed over your life. And that is not the recommended way for a Christian. I agree that. I agree to that. It's not a recommended way. I encourage every believer in this church to have your own personal uh, study of the Bible and meditation of the word of God and all those things. I encourage you. We believe in that. But that's not what I'm referring to. You can be perfected just by submitting where God has placed you. God can do the work of perfecting and equipping of the saints just by the effective functioning of the ministry offices in the church. 
Don't don't think that every Christian who was born to this planet were able to read and write. That's what people don't understand. You just because you're educated, you can open the Bible and read. I've been to congregations. I've been to people who don't know how to read or write, and you will see the power of God manifest in such amazing ways. You know why? Because it's a principle. What their pastor says for them, ah, oh, God is speaking, so they take it. But namakitsre budhi kudlaiyonda, we had to filter everything. That's why Christ gave those gifts. In fact, God's desired plan for the church is that every believer is perfected by the gifts Christ gave them. If you despise your gift, you're despising your future. How do I know? How do I know? Because I understand understood this principle. If you despise the gift of God in your life, the ministers of God in your life, you're despising the future God has for you. I don't know about you, but I believe in impartation. How many of you believe in impartation? I believe in impartation. I believe in it with all my heart. I'm a product of impartation. I'm a walking testimony of impartation. Now, what does it mean to impart? Impart means to transmit. If you check the dictionary, it, it, it says to transmit something. To impart means to provide something in particular. To impart means to share. I have something and I share it with you. I'm imparting that to you. Now, I stand before you today as a minister of God because of the impartation of grace and anointing. When you submit to a man of God, you are receiving more than just teaching and instruction. You are receiving an impartation of grace, an impartation of anointing. There's an impartation of grace and anointing which happens when you're submitted. Don't despise that. Don't despise that. Don't, don't, don't be this, I want to be a free bird. I don't want to submit to anybody. I know my faith. I know my calling. I can do on my own. You are wrong. You are terribly wrong. Before long, you will realize that your understanding was wrong. Because in the kingdom, people are built by impartation. People are raised by impartation. Both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, you'll see that God used impartation. You know, you can partake of the grace that is at work in your minister. See, I have partaken of the grace which was at work in my pastor when I was submitted to him. I've partaken of his grace. I've shared of his grace. I continue to partake of the grace upon my spiritual father and mentor even today continually because he continues to minister to me mentor me on a continual basis i partake of his grace i share in his grace i share in his anointing see grace is set to flow from your leader to you by default if you're submitted that's right peter witnessed at cornelius house he didn't do anything he just stood there and he ministered the word of God. People started to prophesy, speak in tongues. All those things happened. It's an impartation that happened. He didn't even lay hands on them. But they were submitted to the teaching of God's word. 
Okay, now some of you are not excited because you don't understand what grace is. I said grace is set to flow by default from your leader to you, from your pastor to you when you're submitted. Now you don't, you're not excited because you don't, you don't know what grace is. See, listen, grace is the real deal. Grace is the most important thing. It's the most precious thing you can ever find as a Christian. The most precious thing. That's why Paul said, I am who I am by the grace of God. I stand by the grace of God. By grace we are saved. If you remember, I taught you last year that grace is the ability of God working in a person. So when grace is imparted, the ability of, of God working in that person is imparted by virtue of his calling. That is shared with you. It's shared with you. The grace that I have by virtue of my calling, my office in the kingdom. So that grace which is upon me is imparted as you listen. As you submit to my teaching. That's why when you listen to God's word, you must be submitted to God's word. You must be submitted to the teaching. You can overwork your brain and resist every word that comes out of the preacher man's mouth. You can evaluate every word which comes out of his mouth and miss out big time because you are not submitted. Like I said, grace is the ability of God. When grace is imparted, capacity is imparted. Capacity. That is grace. Grace is the capacity to function in a certain manner. You have a grace to play drums, a capacity to play drums. And when you play drums, there's a capacity upon you to flow in the anointing, to, to effect miracles. There's a grace upon you. And when you minister, if your people are submitted in that time of worship, the impartation of grace happens. It happens to them. The impartation of grace. Your grace can be to do with skill. Your grace can be to do with uh, uh, ability to understand complex things, complexities of music. There is a grace upon you. It flows, it flows, it flows. So don't, don't take impartation lightly. Believe in impartation. You better believe in impartation. Your progress is dependent on impartation. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. Grace is imparted. Anointing is imparted. You can partake of the grace that is working in your minister. You know, I've seen people struggle in ministry. I do not struggle to do many things I do as a minister because I have received impartation. As a result of my submission to those whom God placed over me. I don't have to struggle in many things. I did not learn it by um, hard work. I did not learn it by going to a Bible college. I did not learn many of those things by uh, learning it the hard way. Just by receiving an impartation because I was submitted where I was asked to submit. That impartation fell upon me. I share in the grace upon my leaders. It is easy for me to plan. It is easy for me to live by faith. It is easy. It comes easy for me to lead a team. It comes easy for me to sing, to lead people in worship. It is easy for me to preach. It is easy for me to prophesy. It is easy. 
it is easy i can i can i can understand people's minds it is easy for me you know why because of impartation impartation i share in the grace that is upon my father i share in the grace that is upon my leader i share in that i i receive of that i partake of that so when i was placed into ministry i didn't have to struggle the way many people would have struggled because those things came naturally to me because it was supernaturally imparted upon me man hallelujah see if you have the right attitude the impartation of grace can come to you without any effort or striving you don't have to strive to receive an impartation because of who you are placed under man see impartation cannot be bought with money impartation cannot be bought with money impartation cannot be gained from universities you know i don't know about you uh, whether you heard the story about rainan bonke i think he was traveling on the streets of london if i'm not mistaken and he was passing through a street where john jeffrey the great evangelist lived and uh, god put in his heart i would like to meet him but the man is old now he does not give time like that without a, an appointment he does not entertain visitors but rainer bonke decided to go young man he went there he rang the bell somebody opened i forgot the exact turn of events but uh the person who was at the door kind of tried to turn him away but a voice from inside said let him in because the spirit wants me to meet him he went inside got prayed by george jeffrey then he was so happy he received an impartation for sure he was prayed over and he came back he came back to his place then he opened the newspaper that day only to realize that that man of god passed away the very next day that is impartation you don't understand these things we don't understand any of these things that's that's the power of impartation that's the power of impartation and you know where reynald bonke went how his ministry flourished you every man of god that you see today has a story of impartation elisha had a story of impartation timothy had a story of impartation the disciples of jesus has a story of impartation amen hallelujah joshua had a story of impartation the bible says that he was found with such wisdom because moses laid his hands on him okay that's so simple just because the the man of god laid hands on joshua he received a, a spirit of wisdom wow i told you that this is master class level this is not the ordinary level this is these are things that are taught not in bible colleges and not things that are discussed at a, a lower level these are things that are taught when leaders are being raised amen these are things that are these are secrets in the kingdom of god it can sound very foundational because it stems from the foundational but the secrets that it opens up to you are advanced it's a higher level than what you think man don't struggle in your life in your relationships in your career or in your ministry because you fail to acknowledge and cherish the grace upon your leader how can impartation come huh that's right laying on of hands we read that in second timothy where paul tells timothy that the grace that is upon you the gift of god that is upon you which came to you by the laying on of hands 
stir it up so first one is laying on of hands okay and joshua the son of nun was full of spirit of wisdom for moses had laid his hands on him so the people of israel obeyed him and did as the lord had commanded moses say laying on of hands don't take it lightly don't take it lightly don't take it lightly it's not a small thing for a minister of god to lay hands on you now you you see as far as the i can see you see his color you see see his skin tone you see his eyes you see his mouth maybe and you get stuck there even his outfit maybe you you evaluate the person based on that but grace is not based on what you see on the outside i told you the calling of god is not based on what you see on the outside it's what he carries the inward person something that that stirs up hallelujah you got to see beyond what eyes can see you got to be sensitive to the spirit how else can impartation happen by following okay let's stick to that by following impartation happens by following example jesus and the disciples disciples followed jesus and the ministry of jesus was imparted he said greater things than these you will do that is impartation that is impartation and they went and turned the world upside down they just followed jesus and impartation happened hallelujah jesus said come and join my bible college jesus said come and fast for the next 3 years jesus said follow me and i will make you impartation of evangelism man hallelujah this following him this following him hallelujah now take it very seriously it's a serious principle don't run from pillar to post don't run from one person to the next don't hop skip and jump be submitted where god has planted you be established established amen third one how else by observing impartation happens by observing peter and john went to pray what did what did they tell the the lame man look at us you look at us you see who we are you look at us what is imparted healing was imparted amen when they observed the ministers of god when they observed the men of god healing was imparted no i know men of god who minister in healing and one of the instructions that they give people who stand in the prayer line is keep your eyes on the man of god when he comes by just look at him don't fail to look at him open your eyes and look at him by observing let's read uh, second kings second kings chapter 2 and it came about when the lord was about to take up elijah by a whirlwind to heaven that elijah went with elisha from gilgal and elijah said to elisha stay here please for the lord has sent me as far as bethel but elisha said as the lord lives and as you yourself live i will not leave you so they went down to bethel then the sons of the prophets who were at bethel came out to elisha and said to him do you know that the lord will take away your master from over you today and he said yes i know be still and elijah said to him 
Elisha, please stay here for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. So Elijah was testing him, I would say. Elijah was testing him, trying to shake him off to see how far he will walk. Please stay here for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho approached Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he answered, Yes, I know, be still. Then Elijah said to him, Please stay here for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he said, As the Lord lives and as you also live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Now fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood opposite them at a distance, while the two of them stood by the Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and folded it together and struck the waters and they were divided here and there so that the two of them crossed over dry ground. Now it came about when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. You know what is a double portion? I've explained this for you to know. It does not mean a double measure. Double portion means the, the portion of a firstborn son. That's a double portion. You must understand a lot of prophets were around. Sons of prophets from Jericho, sons of prophets from Jordan, sons of prophets from Bethel. They all came out. They all wanted to receive something from this man. But Elisha was very determined. I want, I want the double portion, the firstborn's inheritance of your spirit. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. He made it very clear to him. You have asked a very hard thing. Nevertheless, if you... If you... What? If you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And then it came about. Look at that. What, what was Elijah telling him? Did Elisha know the exact timing when Elijah will be taken? No. Technically, what does this instruction mean to Elisha? Keep your eyes on me as long as I am with you. That's what it means. Simple instruction. So you want this? You want the firstborn's inheritance? Stay focused. Don't take your eyes off me. When I am taken, if you see me, that means continually watch Continually observe. If you are able to see me till the time that I am taken, then you will receive a double portion. Then it came about as they were going along and talking that behold, there appeared as a, cha a chariot of fire and horses of fire which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. And Elisha saw it. And cried out, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah. And that fell from him and returned and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Look at this. When he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and struck the waters and said, Where is the Lord God? What did he say? What did he say? 
where is the lord god of he did not say where is the lord god he said where is the lord god of so you must have an address in the kingdom you must have a spiritual address in the kingdom you must have a spiritual address in the kingdom the god of abraham the god of jacob the god of isaac even today if those three names are mentioned i serve the god of abraham i serve the god of isaac i serve the god of jacob the god in heaven will move and respond because that you are declaring an address which is validated in heaven when elisha said where is the god of elijah he was putting himself under the mantle of elijah he is my father the same god whom my father served i am going to serve the blind man who sat on the way to jericho he did not say please heal me son of address a address he recognized jesus as a son of david and he is referring to his connection to david i acknowledge david who serves the king of kings and the lord of lords and the god of heaven so son of david have mercy on me hallelujah i hope you're getting believe in impartation believe in grace believe in grace just because you come to this church there are angels watching over you that's why it is important to be a part of a church just because you come to a church come to your church and you're submitted to that church there are angels engaged engaging in your life where is the lord god where is the lord the god of elijah and when he also had struck the waters they were divided here and there and elisha crossed over and when the sons of the prophets who were at jericho opposite him saw him they said the spirit of elijah rests on elisha that's impartation and they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him just like the children of israel submitted to moses they submitted to how how who is moses who is joshua joshua is a kid compared to moses then why did the children of israel submit to joshua same partition man you don't have to struggle in your ministry if you have impartation you don't have to struggle in ministry if you have impartation you don't have to struggle in your christian life if you have impartation hallelujah so we heard laying on of hands we heard following we heard observing well how else is grace imparted by listening say listening we already heard an example pastor when said the house of cornelius household of cornelius were listening to the preaching of peter and the holy spirit fell upon them impartation by listening ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers when you listen to a teaching grace is imparted when you listen to a conversation when you listen to a person speaking grace is imparted that is why it is important for you to listen to the preaching and teaching of god's word grace is imparted see it is more than just instruction coming your way 
grace to fulfill that instruction grace to follow through on the teaching comes to you when you are submitted and you're listening to the word being preached to you amen hallelujah how else impartation comes by submission we already looked at that then example that comes from i mean you can find it everywhere when you're submitted impartation comes it comes by mantle it comes by a mantle we just read that elijah receiving the mantle of elisha we also read how handkerchiefs from paul healed people objects can carry anointing objects can carry anointing that's why you must treasure some of the things that you're given by men of god i've seen people huh, treat objects without no value maybe an instrument maybe maybe some gift hallelujah how do you treat what is given to you it carries something it's a grace that is it carries an impartation that it carries hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus your leader can become your study material god can use the life of your minister as a textbook in your life you can learn the workings of god by observing the minister of god in your life or the ministers of god in your life okay now listen to this this is a question that usually people ask what if the the man of god whom i submitted to who god asked me to submit to i i see flaws and shortcomings even if even if the man has shortcomings even then you will still gain because you're not submitting to a man you're submitting to a principle of god you can look at me and in spite of my flaws and shortcomings you can still learn that god is gracious he can use even me if anybody tells you that that person lost something he lost opportunities he lost growth he lost uh, opportunities to flourish he missed out on many things because he submitted to a man of god i want you to know it is the most blatant lie you can ever listen to most blatant lie you can be submitted to the most weirdest of people if god had asked you to submit to that person you will still gain because it defies the principle of god if a person were to say i have missed out because i have submitted you submitting to a church you submitting to leadership you submitting to spiritual authority will by no means harm you because it is a principle of god in the context of the church where god has placed various ministers operating in different capacities at different levels you are receiving from them in special ways what god has designed for you when you come to church on a sunday okay let's say brother king comes and ministers exhortation and then let's say that uh, the worship team ministers to you in in worship and music you know there is a ministering happening at the sunday school there's a ministering happening when you talk to each other you know what is happening a unique blend of graces okay if i can put it like that a unique blend of various graces and anointings i'm putting it as plural a unique blend of graces is being imparted to you every sunday the manifold the bible talks about the manifold grace of god in the church it's a place where the manifold grace of god is at work expressions of grace is at work through different ministers of god expressions of grace is at work and is being imparted being imparted and you can be lost in your thoughts 
disconnected from what is going on come to church talk to your friend and talk to your you know and then go back and receive nothing that's why you have to be very purposeful when you come to church you have to take the effort to stay awake and alert and connected and submitted and thankful and grateful for what god is doing because only then you will benefit hallelujah anointing is the character of god at work in a person hello this is nisha dilip koshi i'm sure this podcast has blessed you do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected may god bless you